Well, today we celebrate the dedication of St. Mary Major, a very important basilica in the city of Rome, and it was built and dedicated immediately after a very ancient church council by the name of uh, Ephesus, the Council of Ephesus in 431, almost 50, uh, more than 1,500 years ago. And at this council, uh, Our Lady was declared the, in Greek it's called the Theotokos, which means the God-bearer, the one who bears God, uh, basically the mother of God. Mary was declared the mother of God. And so I'd like to, in this homily, talk about Mary, but then also address the, the readings. We see a, a big contrast between the people of Israel in the first reading and this Canaanite woman in our gospel text. The Canaanite woman is very confident that Jesus can do for her what she's asking of him. She's very confident that he can heal her daughter, expel this demon, solve the problem. Whereas in our first uh, reading from the Old Testament, we have the children of Israel, and God has called them into the Holy Land, into the Promised Land. And he's given them the promised land as a gift, as their inheritance. And yet, when they send spies ahead and the spies come back, the report is that, well, the land is really, really nice. See the fruit? We brought back some of the fruit. And you know, if you, uh, if you can ever recall or you've ever seen some of the traditional artwork, you know, you've got pictures of the children of Israel. They're carrying grapes site like this big, you know, from the from the Holy Land. And so they say, yeah, the, the, the fruit is really great, the land is beautiful, lush, wish, wish we could be there, but it's too difficult. We're not going to be able to, to take it over. We're not going to be able to overcome it. There's giants there. It's just impossible. There's no way we could do this. And so they have a great lack of confidence, but God is giving them the land. It's their inheritance. It's their birthrights. It's their right. They can take it. They have to fight, yes, but they can do it. And so we have a fundamental uh, kind of a pessimism that they have. And uh, the consequences of that pessimism are that they're never going to enter into the land. So God says, you're going to wander in the desert for 40 years, and it's only your children who are going to actually inherit the land. So I want to give you the land, but if you don't want it and you're fearful and you don't think you can take it, you're not going to get it. And so that was the result of their sin, of their pessimism, of their lack of confidence in God's promises. And the uh, the Council of Trent says for us, if we can read this in kind of an um, uh, as an analogy, the Council of Trent says that after we're baptized, we our original sin is removed from us. We're given sanctifying grace, but what remains in us is the tendency to sin, called concupiscence concupiscence remains in us and God allows it to remain in us so that we can fight and have victory and merit our salvation without any struggle, without any fight there's going to be no merit, there's going to be no glory and the, the uh, ancient reading of this of the Old Testament is that uh, God left enemies in the land and he required the Israelites to go in to take the land and, and fight them. And uh, thereby they would merit glory. 
and salvation. And so for us, if we think that uh, salvation is a, is a done deal, it's just a gift and it doesn't require any kind of fight on our part, uh, we're sadly mistaken. And in particular, what I would say is, uh, you know, uh, the issue of, of chastity is a very big deal. It really is a very big deal, chastity, sexual purity. And sometimes people feel like the giant of their concupiscence, of their passions, is so big and so strong that they just say, forget about it, I can't overcome it. And what does not help at all is uh, a very over-sexualized society uh, that is permeated by this kind of idea that there's no way that you can, you know, sort of resist your passions and fight your passions and have self-control. Impossible. So there's this overwhelming uh, kind of a pessimism about the ability for people to live a chaste life. And uh, the first step that we as Christians have to get down is the conviction that it's possible to live a chaste life and to overcome and to have self-control in regards to our passions. That, that conviction that it's possible has to be the first thing. Without that conviction, it, the success and the victory is never going to come. So it's just like um, the children of Israel who looked to these giants and they said, oh, we, you know, we can't do it. You can do it. Jesus has given us the victory. And especially if we call upon the help of Our Lady. She is the pure, radiant virgin. And with her help, we can live a chaste life. We can go into that uh, promised land and overcome those giants and really be victorious.